Hello and welcome to the RDK podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Walker, and today I'm joined by Johnny McKee from Amino Communications. Johnny, how are you doing today? Hi, Jamie. Hi, I'm doing well. Good. Well, it's great to have you on, Johnny. Um, so let, let's jump straight into this, shall we? Um, Johnny, who is Amino and what do you provide to operators? Okay, so Amino is, is now one half of the Ethereum group um, alongside our sister company, 24i. Um, you know, most people in the industry know Amino as um, a pioneer of, of IPTV and streaming devices. Um, we've been around since the end of the 1990s um, and have sold set-up boxes for IPTV vendors for many, many years. Um, increasingly though you know there's there's less differentiation in hardware and amino have focused a lot on the software and I, and I think a lot of our value and our differentiation is actually in the software what we do on the set top box to make it easy to deploy cost effective um, manageable you know the management tools are, are an increasingly important part of our product set so mm-hmm. while I think we're, we're really known as being a hardware vendor we're an awful lot more than that now and there's an awful lot of our focus is on the, the software and the, the, the features and the capabilities and integrations that we provide with that hardware. Um, and then, you know, I mentioned 24i is our sister company. They provide user interfaces and uh, back-end um, components and when you put Amino together with 24i, you really have a complete end-to-end video delivery streaming platform. But I think that's, that's who Amino are combined with 24i, that's our real value these days. That's it, and I think the, the combination between 24i, as you said, right, works really hand in hand and, and, and expose yeah. you on a more global scale as well, right, that introduce those those, those new areas. Yeah, it's, it's very complimentary. Um, you know, we have end-to-end deployments um, with the 24i team on both Android and Linux deployments. And so, um, you know, it's, it's not something that a lot of companies can bring. You know, a lot of companies bring significant portions of that, but um, there are very few, if any, that bring everything from the client hardware right through to the back-end services, so it's pretty unique. Okay, so I, I guess the reason why we're here today is to talk about your involvement with RDK, right? So why did Amino um, choose to get involved with RDK? Well, okay, um, you know, there's a, there's a number of reasons. Um, first of all, you know, RDK is getting a lot more traction in the market recently. Um, if you look at what has happened with Android over the years, Android has standardized um, a lot of software on um, device platforms. Um, it makes it easier for OTT uh, vendors to build their apps to deploy onto those uh, platforms. Um, and RDK is increasingly doing the same thing, and that, that adds a lot of value to RDK. Um, on the back of that, a lot of the chipset vendors have really started to look at RDK and invest in the platform. Um, and that's really what we need to enable us to develop products. We need um, the, the services that our customers want to deploy to be integrated with RDK, and we need the hardware vendors who you know are our partners and we rely on to build the technology to make sure that we have an option, we can um, deploy devices with RDK. So in the last 18 months, two years, I would say those things have come together. Um, I think the days of 
every operator doing a custom integration on a Linux stack are gone. Um, nobody wants to support that. There's too much um, repetition of the effort. Um, OTT vendors having to, to build custom apps just for you know one operator. Um, it doesn't it doesn't scale any longer. And I think Android led the way. I think the RDK community have done a great job um, with RDK four and Video Accelerator. Um, and that's why we got into it. We've now got the options with the chipset vendors. Um, we're getting the services with RDK that our customers need. Um, and, and I think it's the right time. And if you look at the market research, you know, that's saying exactly the same thing. Um, RDK is becoming a really good, viable platform and an alternative to Android where customers want to retain the control. Yeah, that's, I think it all comes down to the flexibility of the stack as well, right, Johnny? And I guess, you know, again, talking about Amino and 24i together, you can really work together as a whole to, to, to create a new solution for, for your customers, right? And, and ultimately bring both aspects together. Yeah, and you know, you say flexibility, but, but really control is a, is a lot of this. With Android, um, you know, with operator tier, particularly, there's, there's a lot that operators can do. Um, but there are still constraints. Um, there are requirements from Google, and, and don't get me wrong, Android is an important part of our strategy. But it, it depends on the priority of the operator, and so RDK is also um, sits alongside our Android strategy as another very important part for the operators who want to keep complete control of their UI, their release cycle, their device lifecycle, um, their data. That that's important for some operators, and therefore RDK really has a very important place in the market. Absolutely. And I guess I guess sort of touching on the control aspect as well, I guess from, from your point of view, what challenges are operators facing that Amino and RDK can overcome as a solution? Well, you know, they, the the largest one and probably most significant is access to the premium apps. Um, understandably, the premium app providers don't want to be doing a custom integration for every operator. That only works for tier ones. Um, and you know, we've done this. We've integrated um, most of the premium apps on on Linux stacks over the years. So we've been doing it for for quite a long time. But it's expensive, um, it's time consuming, um, it, which means it's only available to the largest operators. Um, and it's really not scalable for anybody, the, the OTT vendors or Amino or the operator. So RDK standardizing, and, and when you look at what's happened to RDK and, and Video Accelerator, um, bringing Lightning, bringing the TDK test suite um, into this, gives you standardization on the platform, which then means the app providers know and can rely on the services and the features that are available on that platform. Mm. So they can write once, run many times, um, run a certification program to make sure the quality of the integration is good. And it significantly reduces the cost of deploying um, those premium OTT services for the operators. So that's what the operator needs to be doing and focusing on. Um, you know, That's important to their subscribers these days. And then it's our job to make sure that we do that cost effectively. And that's that's why I feel RDK really does, um, you know, it, it really does offer something to a lot of operators now. Um, the other thing that you know that's the that's the customer facing the service side of the platform. The other thing that I think is quite important is um, actually the abstraction from the hardware, mm. because you invest a lot of time and money building middleware, building integrations with various different services, you know, building the user experience, um, and. 
hardware has a has a life cycle. It will change. You know, maybe buy a particular piece of hardware for two, three years, longer, but it will change. That silicon will no longer be available. Hardware will have to be updated. You don't want to have to start and rebuild all of that um, UI and that integration again. So getting abstraction from the hardware and getting portability between different generations and, and, and different chipsets is really valuable. And it's something we've done with Amino OS for years, um, but I think with RDK then it becomes easier. It becomes something where you can go between really quite different hardware without affecting the upper layers of the stack um, and make yeah. that migration really quite easy. So, you know, there there are several aspects to it. It's not just all about the services. That's really valuable, but there's a significant benefit from the abstraction and some of the cost savings that we can provide with RDK as well. That's it as well. And I, I guess in the world of technology where the last 20 years alone have accelerated in, in terms of growth, right? We've seen set-top boxes get smaller and smaller and smaller, but yeah. there's also the talk yeah. of the, the, the death of the set-top box, right, eventually. In another yeah. 20 years, is it going to be around? Well, uh, is it 20 years, is it 10? Who knows? We've been talking about it for years. Um, you know, the, the set-top box still has a role. Um, I've talked about this before. Um, you know, smart TVs. There's there's a place for them. Um, you know, people want to watch video on all of their devices, but an operator still has a managed service. And the big differentiation with the set of boxes, the control and the management features you can put in. So, you know, your your operator app um, fails on a smart TV. Who do you call? Well, you call the operator. And they have no idea what smart TV version model operating system is on it, they have no remote management features. Um, so that is the differentiation. The set of box is designed to, to help an operator deliver service and an operator's role is to deliver service. So there's there's still life in, in the old dog yet, as they say. Um, it's it's adding uh, value. It's, uh, I've talked to a number of operators that say we need of all device types, but the set of box is still very central to our strategy. Uh, Absolutely, I, I think that's going to continue for a time yet. Absolutely, yeah, I fully agree with you on that one, Jolly. Um, I guess then, um, Amino have an operating operating system, Amino OS. Yeah. yeah. How does that fit with RDK then? Right. So, um, in the past, RDK was you know a huge investment. It was really in the realm of the tier ones, um, and there's a lot has happened with RDK in recent years to mean that um, it's it's easier, um, lower cost to deploy. If you look at Amino OS, what we were always trying to do with Amino OS was also reduce the deployment cost. So um, we do an awful lot of pre-integration with Amino OS so that um, when we win a new customer, it isn't a, a huge project to start from scratch to integrate every third party um, service on that platform, and you know we've been be we we benefit from the, the the type of customers that Amino have traditionally serviced. We've got um, a, you know a very large number of customers, and so we've seen just about every um, third-party integration that's out there. We've mm. we've done most of them. We've experience of this, so we've got a platform that's um, integrated with most of the other services we need, um, and again that's reducing the cost. Um, of deployment um, and then you know we, we try to productize this with our hardware 
So the, the, you know, the low level parts of the stack, um, there's still a lot of work in putting RDK onto a device, um, doing those integrations, getting certifications done, pre-integrating a range of CAS, um, DRM solutions and the other core services that you need. So um, Amino OS is really what we use to bring this all together, turn it into a productized platform that you can pick off the shelf and you can run very, very quickly. Um, yes, there's there's still going to be integrations required. There's there's still unique things you find when you go onto a new network, um, but we've done everything possible to make this a fast, easy, low-cost um, deployment. So you know, it's it's another aspect of the cost of owning a device. Um, it isn't just about the hardware cost. Um, there's there's a whole life cycle of costs here, and, and we try to take as many of those costs out as we can. That's it. I guess it, it, it brings us well onto our next topic, which is sort of looking at the combination benefit for, for, for operators, right? So yeah. we can look at it in two parts, essentially. We have migrating existing customers to, to, to new platforms, and then the other aspect is the attraction for new customers um, who don't know Amino OS. So I guess yeah. I, I guess from you, you know, what are your views on migrating existing customers to, to, to new platforms? Right. Well, this has been a you know a big priority for us through the um, the RDK project that we've been running for the last while. Um, you know, we have to we have to give um, a lot of focus to our existing customers. They're our bread and butter. They um, we have, we have to make sure we support them as best we can and to present them with a new hardware and software strategy that would have required them to, to have to start from scratch and integrate all of their services and their middleware again is just not reasonable it's not what a you know our customers should expect from us um, and yet we want to move on with technology um, and offer new capabilities so what we did was um, migrate over all of the personality of amino os onto rdk so all of the apis all of the services that our customers use on Amino OS. We have brought that technology over into the RDK stack um, and we've demonstrated our customer middleware platforms um, running on the new RDK software from Amino um, with no change, without any involvement from any third party. So you know, I think that's really proved the strategy. Um, all of the existing Amino OS customers should be able to just drop their existing middleware onto the device. Um, and they should expect that to work. And I, I'm sure there's going to be fine tuning. There's always um, other things that you have to deal with in a new hardware deployment, but it opens up a, a new hardware platform with a new software stack. And I think most importantly, it moves into an environment where our existing operators can very easily put the premium OTT services onto the platforms. So where in the past we've, we've done some, we've done YouTube, we were a YouTube scaling partner. Now, I think this opens up the full range of OTT services to our operators much more easily and without having to invest in complete new middleware integrations and new APIs that, that, that have to be um, sorted between the various different parts of the stack. So I think that's a, a massive benefit for existing customers and it was a very important thing for us because those customers are our bread and butter. Um, you know, you, you mentioned about then how do we attract new customers? Well. I think productizing RDK on Amino hardware, um, it, you know, the reason for doing that is making sure that we're eliminating the barriers to RDK. So 
customers in the past would have looked at RDK and think there isn't a chance this isn't for us because of the huge amount of effort involved um, could look at an amino product and the time to market would be very short um, the stack is pre-integrated you've accessed all of the RDK services um, lightning um, APIs um, meteorological app store you know um, and you could be in the market with that very very quickly and it's not a it's not an integration that you're going to have to be involved in amino have done all of the the low level work we've integrated the management tools we've integrated the you know other services things like fast channel change retransmissions and ip networks um it's done so you know i, I think that's a significant benefit um and it's, it's something that's different for um the market uh, you know rdk with RDK4 and, and particularly Video Accelerator um, is no longer the massive challenge that it once was. So um, I think that's the benefit we bring to new customers thinking about, well, I don't know if they're thinking about RDK or not, but they're thinking about what services they can run and expose to their customers. And this is a platform that can do it for them. That's it. I like, I, it again, it, one of the common factors that keeps coming up is cost, right? And, and, and yeah. time to market and yeah. in an increasingly competitive sector getting your product to, to, to market at the right time for the right cost is is, is more paramount than, than ever so where you sit and, and, and what you can provide is you, you can provide that that quick route to A to B with a fully tested platform and, 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 and hardware backing to that um, but I guess I, I guess we look at you know, how do or how does Amino and RDK give operators a future-proof platform in that case yeah well I think even you know if we look backwards that was one of the things that um, differentiated Amino with Amino OS because um, you know I look at devices that were deployed in maybe 2010 2011 um, pure multicast with a CAS and you know I look back at that and where we are today where we're running um, Dash and HLS you know protocols that were not even considered back then we're running them on amino os on those same devices so we future proofed the hardware we sold many many years ago um, and it's because we have a roadmap for amino os we continue to develop that software and we make that software available on all of our devices going back quite a few years um, so I, I don't intend to change anything with that um, i want us to continue to develop a roadmap um, it's informed and guided by our by our customers and what they need, um, and you know we should be able to deploy hardware today and keep that alive in the network for quite a long period of time, um, because we're able to upgrade and, and develop um, that roadmap. So, you know we don't do big one-off projects just for one deployment and then walk away. We don't want to touch it. We develop um, our hardware. We have Amino OS software. Um, and we provide maintenance releases to that on a regular schedule um, and our customers get those those upgrades um, over time to extend the life of the hardware so you know I think environmentally that's a good thing we shouldn't be adding to the uh, the electronics going in the landfill I think for our customers it's cost effective um, it, it helps them evolve they get input into that roadmap um, and you know I, I think RDK you know, it gives us a platform that we can continue to do that with. We've got um, RDK management, um, you know, bought into a roadmap. We've got the chipset vendors 
um, committed to RDK that gives us a platform that we can continue that same approach. So that's really what makes it future-proof. Um, and I don't see anything changing there. I think that's something that we, we've always felt very strongly about and we will continue to do. Absolutely. Well, look, I, I really look forward to um, having you back uh, again in the future, Johnny, to, to discuss sort of where Amino and 24i have collaborated and, 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 and where you are in maybe a year's time. But look, it's, today it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Um, I guess for our listeners, uh, where can they find you online, Johnny? Oh, uh, you'll find us at amino.tv. Um, you can find me on, on LinkedIn. Um, you know, so, uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm easy to find. Perfect, Johnny. And guys, please make sure that you follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn using at the RDK podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel so you get notified every time we upload a new episode. But for now, take care and let's continue the conversation. Mm-hmm.